Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. So Lord, I pray that we, your people, will hear that voice and that song from heaven being sung over us. And I pray that we not only hear, have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, but we have ears to hear what the earth is groaning and travailing to express. Holy Spirit, let your voice be heard today and cause us as your people to be tuned in to the wavelength of your Spirit as we press into a subject now that is dear and precious to your heart. Amen. So what is it that's dear and precious to the heart of God? I'll tell you what is so precious. It attracts instant blessing and favour from God and it's unity because where there is unity, there the Lord commands a blessing. And Pastor Paul did a fabulous job last week of talking to us about blessing and the Holy Spirit is doing a fabulous job talking to us about releasing blessing over our nation. And if ever there was a song being sung over us, it's the blessing song. And so we get the opportunity to join in that song. And if unity attracts blessing, then there's only one thing that can block the blessing of unity, and that's division. In Mark 3, Jesus said that a house or a kingdom divided against itself, cannot stand. I've felt in recent times like I've spoken to you a lot about Aboriginal Australia. We had a brief glimpse during Reconciliation Week. I did a podcast with Pastor Sue on Hidden Stories, which was a bit more of a personal journey. We've just had the Black Lives Matter um, issue raised at Grapple here on Thursday night. And this week, we are in the week where we traditionally celebrate NAIDOC as a nation, NAIDOC week. Now, the uh, public celebrations have been postponed to November, but we felt that it was important that we as a church family continue to engage in this conversation because we feel like God's got something to say to us. And one of the things that I've understood as we've walked through this, that God is the God of the one. If there was no one else on the planet, Jesus would have still have come and rescued you. But Jesus is also the Lord of the nations. And Obadiah chapter 1 tells us, the day of the Lord is near for all nations. And at the moment, we are looking at the world in the context of nations and what's occurring in each one. And we're looking at the state of our own nation and what COVID means to us in our present and our future. But for us as God's people, this is a time for our prayer to go deeper and our heads to lift higher as we discern. And discernment is important because Jesus said we need to be discerning the times and the seasons that we live in. But we want to be like the sons of Issachar who always understood the time and the season so they knew how to move and what to respond to and what not to respond to in the times and the seasons. We need that wisdom from the Holy Spirit to know which way we're going to step in this moment of time. And I believe we're poised in a Kairos moment of time where we get to move with deliberate intentionality. And I believe our attention should be on the state of our nation and what God sees. 
and what God treasures and what God honours and what God blesses and what he wants to release into our atmosphere that propels us as a nation into our national God-given destiny to be the great Southland of the Holy Spirit because that's who we are and that's where we're going. But there's a path that we have to get on in order to, to fulfil that prophecy and any prophetic word that we receive has to be prayed into, prayed over and realised and manifested through our response to it and to our, respo- our response to what God is saying. And so what we're looking at here is this incredible divide that ha- between black and white that has received global prominence. And so what we need to be asking in this moment is, what does God say to us? And every generation is presented with a God-given opportunity to reshape history and to release revival and reformation. And we're in unprecedented times, uncharted waters, and we're on the brink of a new era that is alive with possibilities. And what we've seen in the Black Lives Matter campaign in America is for the possibility for things to go seriously wrong. And when the narrative of injustice gets taken to the streets, it becomes a roar from the downtrodden, the mistreated and the ignored. And when they roar, they roar with anger, frustration, resentment and ultimately violence. But there's a roar that's meant to come out of the church And it's the roar of the line of the tribe of Judah. And that roar is also against injustice. But it's filled with compassion, with empathy, with righteous indignation and with repentance. And this could be the opportunity, the God-given opportunity that we have as a nation to step in and to fill that void of injustice with that place of compassion and empathy and where we get to as a church understand that repentance is, is the, it's the role of the church in this nation. And so God is looking for the generation of his people who will repent on behalf of our original national sin. And I have a dream. I have a dream with God. I dream with God about whole churches owning the responsibility for the repentance and the body of Christ on this land awakening to what could possibly be the thing that blocks us from our destiny and realising our national identity in God. And if you think I'm overstating the existence of the divide between black and white in Australia, and some of you might, I'd invite you to have a look at a film that's currently available on ABC iView called The Final Quarter. And it's the film that not only do we see a nation divided, but we see the Australian population willfully and aggressively strip the dignity off of a lone voice that stood up in the middle of what was a firestorm of criticism. The final quarter is the story of Adam Goods in Australia in 2019, right before this pandemic hit and before this whole black and white issue exploded across the nations of the earth. 
God had already been highlighting to us, I believe, if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, God gave us a clear picture of what this nation's reality is. And if we are brave enough, we might get to have a look at that. And I know that this is our story. It happened here. But it's also, it's my story too, because one of the things that I probably don't really think about too often, but it's one of the things that does continue to drive me. And it's that place where I'm positioned in a spot that I never actually wanted to be in. It would be so much easier for me to just blend into white society and not be beating this drum, because I know that there's many out there that would struggle with what we're facing and dealing with today and what's even been spoken here today. And you might feel angry or um, uncomfortable and you may not agree. And I want to be popular. So (laughs) I don't like being the one to make you feel uncomfortable. But there is a deep yearning in the heart of God for the body of Christ to own this moment. It's a moment in history that we get to have deliberate intentionality about what we do with it. And so as a church, I'm inviting you to at least explore a little bit of the truth of our real national history and for you to take up the cause of Christ and follow a traje- the trajectory of a path that might take you somewhere that you never, ever imagined you even wanted to go. But give yourself the opportunity. Also, the thing that we get to do is not just stand behind and cheer, not even just to link arms and walk beside, but for us to take the lead on this issue of reconciliation and take the burden of reconciliation off the shoulders of our black brothers and sisters. NAIDOC week for us as a nation, we celebrate the rich cultural heritage that Aboriginal Australia has always owned. And we as the um, Aboriginal population get to showcase all of the beauty and the, the absolute creativity that we get to um, engage in as a cultural part of our identity. But it's also for the non-Aboriginal community to come in and to recognise value and honour in the way that God teaches us to do. And so for us, we get to speak prophetically into this moment with focused prayer that releases repentance, healing and divine strategy. And we can all take responsibility to go on the journey of understanding and looking at the whole truth, but also looking at the ongoing systemic injustice that is part of our ongoing struggle as Aboriginal people in this nation. More than that, we get to raise our prophetic voice and capture and redefine this moment. And we, get, we need to be careful not to be swept away with the movement that takes us into what the masses are doing. But we get to hear God's perspective and we pull that conversation down and we create a narrative from heaven that goes out instead of the narrative of the streets. And we have a say in what is actually being spoken into that space of reconciliation. This is not about Aboriginal culture 
or non-Aboriginal culture. This is about kingdom culture and our opportunity to be the people of God that make a difference in our nation in an opportune moment in time. We want to be like the sons of Issachar. We want to discern the moment that we're living in and we want to own it in a way that gives us the space to create divine strategy to address the impossible because it is impossible. There is, there is no earthly solution to the level of pain and the level of dysfunction and the level of divide that we're experiencing. It take, it's going to take God. It's going to take us hearing and digging deep in this challenge that we're in as a church where we go into that place of prayer and we understand that we've got nothing. We have no answers. Because this, this journey has been going on for a long time in our nation and we have right now a Kairos moment to step into with deliberate intentionality and own this and do it with such joy and such a sense of God releasing grace to us as a church, we're a church with influence. Who knows what we can do in this city and what we can do in this nation if we as a people group, standing strong together, staying connected, staying moving as one in those unforced rhythms of grace. Who knows what we could accomplish if we decided that we could do this together. We are all in this together. And it is, it's the cry of our nation and it's the cry of God's heart. He's been waiting generation after generation because he wants to release this nation into its destiny because we have destiny. We have a prophetic destiny and calling that God is longing for us to step into in fullness. We see it in part, but we need the fullness of it. So I'm going to just finish with prayer. And I want to remind us of the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 14. We've been looking at it in our connect groups. And he said, Father, make them one even as we are one. That's such an impossibility. We cannot fathom how we even begin to do that. But we understand that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And when we give ourselves to him, he's the one that's going to make this happen for us. So let's pray. So, Lord, we thank you for the blood that unites us. We are one blood under one covenant. And we thank you that we are neither black, white, Jew, Gentile. We are one people under God. And so, Lord, I pray today that there would be such an awakening in our hearts around what we are capable of doing when we yield and when we agree with heaven, and when we hear the song that's being sung, Lord, I pray that we will be awakened as a church and as a community of people. And God, as a, a voice in a nation even, that there will be a space made in, in that atmosphere around us and that angelic world, Lord, that creates space for us to speak into. And I pray, Lord, that you will call us heart by heart and life by life 
into truth and into awakening, Lord, and into action, but, Lord, most of all, into surrender and into a place where we yield and we allow ourselves to be changed and transformed by the truth of not just this nation, but the truth of your word that changes and transforms us. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 